You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. You were kind. Yes, you were. You were good, sir. Just wave those hands to a good God. Wave those hands to the mighty God. Saying you were good, Lord. You were kind. Be that at what people say. of the Lord this morning. Lift up your voices and tell him how good he has been to you. Open up your mouth this morning and tell him how good he has been to you. Tell him what he has done that no other person could do for you. Father, you have been so good. You have been so kind. You have been merciful. You have remained faithful. Lord, we just bless your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank Him this morning. Lift up your voices in thanksgiving. Give Him thanks this morning for His goodness, for His mercies, for His faithfulness. Lord, we love you. We declare you are good. We declare you are kind. We call you faithful, God. Oh, there is no one like you, mighty God. Father, we love you with all our hearts. We call you ancient of days. Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. The lover of our lives. The bishop of our souls. Our shepherd. Thank you, everlasting God. Who is like unto you, O God? In all the earth there is none like you. There is no one to compare with you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving all our sins. Thank you for your precious blood. We worship you this morning. Be magnified, O God. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. We give you all the praise. We worship and adore your holy name. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the penetration of your word. It will bring light to every heart here present in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have not gathered to meet with man. We are here to meet with you, O God. I pray that today, as your word comes forth, let transformation happen to every life. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for you sent forth your word and it healed us all. Your word is coming with healing power in the name of our Lord Jesus. It's coming with restoration in the name of our Lord Jesus. No life lives here the same way they came. Thank you Father for wisdom is coming upon us. Thank you for revelation is breaking forth in our hearts. Let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. 
And let God's people say a louder amen. Come on church, you can do better than that. Can we put our hands together and celebrate Jesus this morning? Amen. Let us celebrate the Redeems Fellowship. Hallelujah. Always doing their best for us to have a wonderful service. You may please be seated. I want to welcome you to church this morning. Hallelujah. Please turn to your neighbor on behalf of pastor and the leadership of the church. Say good morning to your neighbor. Say you are welcome to church this morning. It's good to have you in church. Hallelujah. I want to believe that you were not forced to church this morning. You came willingly. Hallelujah. And so if there's anyone by chance seated here that was forced to church, maybe your husband said you must go to church, or your wife said you must go to church, and you came grumbling, unhappy, my apologies. But you will rejoice at the end of this service. Hallelujah. You definitely will go back to that husband and say, thank you for pushing me to church this morning. Because all your needs will be met in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is ready for us. I don't know if you're ready for him. But he's ready for us this morning. If you're ready for him, say, I'm ready for him this morning. All right. He's ready. He's ready. He's prepared. He's ready to visit you in a very special way. You know, sometimes people go to church for different reasons. There are those that come to see their friends so that they could chat up. And there are those that come because it's a religion. It's just a religious practice. They, they don't stay home on Sundays. Since they were born, they go to church every Sunday. And for that reason, they are here this morning and here every other Sunday. But I want us to go beyond the religious reasons why people go to church. Rather come to church because you are expecting to have an encounter with God. When you come with your heart set to receive from God, to encounter God, you will go back full. Hallelujah. It's how you come that determines what you live with. It's important you come with great expectations in your heart. It will help you a great deal. It will help you receive even more than you bargain for. Your expectations matter a lot. Hallelujah. This month, or will I start by saying this year, Pastor has been speaking to us. But let me start by appreciating him for this great opportunity to stand before each and every one of you. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and let's celebrate our pastor who is unavoidably absent and has requested I stand in his place this morning. His grace is upon me. Amen. And we will minister as he would please by God's grace. Amen. Pastor is um, out of town at Jalingo ministering God's word. Hallelujah. Every day he calls in to find out how the church is doing up to last night making sure that everyone is fine and everyone is in line with the plan for 2018. I know he's praying for you and praying for me too to be able to deliver to you this morning what God has prepared for us all. Hallelujah. He will be here by first day. Pastor will be with us. 
and we know that testimonies will come along with him. Hallelujah. All right, back to the word. Um, Pastor has been teaching about greatness. The year 2018 has been declared a year of greatness. And we've been reading the scriptures in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. Let's look at that scripture again this morning and we will connect from there. Genesis 12, verse 2. We will read it together as a church and use this opportunity to make it our confession. Can we go? Everybody want to go. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will... Alright, open to your own Bibles. So that you can read it loud and clear. Genesis 12, 2. I'll report this media team to pastor. Don't worry. Are we there? Can we read from our Bibles loud and clear? One to go. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee. And, and thou shalt be a blessing. Can we personalize the scripture? One to go. And God will make of me a great nation. And he will bless me and make my name great. And I shall be a blessing. If you believe it, say an amen. amen. I believe that at one point or the other, you have taken out time to speak these words over your life. I believe that you have been listening to the messages that have been coming forth from our pastor, bordering on greatness. Declaring to us that 2018 is a year of greatness. And we have been told that throughout this year, we will be manifesting greatness. I want you to understand that when we talk about manifesting greatness, we are referring to doing greater works. We saw things that were great in 2017 at one point or the other. We saw things that were good at one point or the other. But what we are saying is that in 2018, what you will be doing, what you will be manifesting, what you will be showing forth will be greater than what you have known. Hallelujah. And so this morning I've come with a message titled Greater Works. Say with me, Greater Works. We are not referring to works as in works of the flesh. We are not referring to works as in works of law. There are different kinds of works, as the Bible so explains, at different points. There is the work, W-O-R-K, which refers to the law. And we are not associated with such. We are not here talking about works as in the law. There is also the work that is associated with your service. What you do. The Bible talks about not forgetting our labor of of love, our work and labor of love. So that refers to our service. But there is yet another kind of work that talks about um, faith without works being dead. And that refers to corresponding action. So there are three different kinds of works. So whenever you hear works in church or in the course of a message, you must understand which are they referring to. 
So this morning, talking about greater works, we are not talking about the law, but we are talking about manifesting greatness. Hallelujah. We are referring to greater, um, uh, um, will I call it, greater service. We are talking about um, greater responses of faith. We did things last year and the years before, but we are expecting to do much more in 2018. Let's please go quickly to the scripture in Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. I'll take my text from there. Daniel 11 verse 32 and um, we will read on from there. It says, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by the flatteries, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. That word exploits refers to greater works. Say an amen. He said the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. 2018 is a year to manifest greatness. A year for greater works. A year to do exploits. But here from the scriptures, we see that exploit is for they that do know their God. Why is it referring to group, a group of people and saying there are some that know their God? Does it mean that there are a group of people that do not know God? Everybody knows God. Even children know God. What kind of knowledge is the scripture referring to? He said, they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Now, I love this scripture and I love that verse that talks about knowing your God. Because it helps me understand why certain things happen to certain people and why certain things do not happen to certain people. Everyone has an opportunity to manifest greatness. Everyone has the right standing by the grace of God to manifest greatness. But from the scriptures that we are looking at this morning, he says that that greater works, the greatness, the exploits that you seek in 2018 is a function of your knowledge of God. He says it is they that know their God that will manifest greatness. How can I know my God? See, there, there is head knowledge and there is heart knowledge. There are different ways you can know someone. If they ask you, do you know President Buhari? Everybody knows him. But that kind of knowledge is different from the knowing that his wife knows him. It's different from the kind of knowledge that his uh, um, king's men have of him. We know him on a general basis. But we don't know the kind of food he eats. We don't know when he goes to bed and when he wakes up. We don't know anything about him. We just know what the media says. That's not really knowing um, President Buhari. Someone can say they know Pastor Sandra. But there is someone that will stand up and say, no, no, you don't even know her. I know her. Now, what gives you a right to say I really know her is that you can say things that people generally are not aware of. 
You can clearly say, I know her because I know the school she went to. I know her primary school. I know her secondary school. In fact, I know her classmates. I know what she eats. I know when she goes to sleep. In fact, I know what she likes. You can come and say, no, 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 don't cook this. Pastor Sandra will not like it. You are standing at someone that knows Pastor Sandra. Different from a church member that would just say, I know Pastor Sandra. Everybody is correct. You know her, she knows her, he knows her, but there are different levels of knowledge. When the scripture says that those that know, they that know their God, he's not talking about those that have a general knowledge of their God. He's talking about those that have experiential knowledge. Hallelujah. You must come to that place where you have experienced God for yourself. Where you don't just know what pastor said. You heard what pastor said, but you went further to experience it. We can have people throughout the year 2018 hearing about greatness and joining us to declare it's my year of greatness. But we not see manifestations of greatness. Not because God doesn't please or doesn't wish for them to see greatness, but rather they have not stepped out to understand what is being said and practice it for themselves. Every great revival you see, miracles that break forth everywhere, are a function of a man's desire. When you see revivals, someone was desiring it and walking towards it in the place of prayer or by confessions until he saw it manifest. Every miracle in the life of people are a function of desires in their hearts. What's the desire in your heart concerning the word of God? Concerning the year of greatness? How have you desired to see it manifest? Are you being passive about the word that has come to you? Or you are actively involved in the word? You are actively searching scriptures, not for any other reason, other than to know this God for yourself. How many can say, I've come to that place where I know God for myself. No matter how much you know, there is still more to know. Abraham came to the point where he said, Kai, this is Jehovah Jireh. He came to the point when he said, Kai, this is a God that we see to it. Is as a result of his various experiences with God, names kept coming out. He didn't sit one day and just devise names. Ah, I think uh, Shalom will sound good. I think Jireh will sound good. Every name of God you hear is a revelation of somebody about God. Many of us are very good at quoting the names of God. When they ask you to pray, you begin. Oh Lord, my Father. Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah El Shaddai, Jehovah Elohim. You don't even know what they mean. You can cite them from one to the next, from one to the next. Give us ten names without even knowing what each one means. Let me tell you something. Every man that called him a name, called him a name out of revelation. Based on what they experienced. You don't need to replicate another man's name. You can have a name for God. From the experience you have of God. When you stand and say he's a faithful God. 
You can defend it. Because he showed himself faithful in your life. When you stand and say God is a provider. You can defend it. Because there was a time in your life where you had nothing to fall back on. There was no one to help you. And you lifted your voice that day and said, Lord, help! And suddenly help showed up. And you knew no other person would have done it other than God. So forever you know that he's God, our provider. Regardless of what the devil does, there are many of us that call him comforter. Not because we read in scripture that he's a comforter. Not because we were taught in membership school that he's a comforter. No, there were times your heart was broken and no man could comfort you. But the Holy Ghost just showed up and everything became alright. You must understand that you must have an experiential knowledge of God. You experience him for yourself. Don't just be a routine church goer. Don't just come to church religiously. Don't hear about greatness. Experience it. Set targets. Lord, they say it's my year of greatness. Your word says you will make my name great. You will make me a blessing. Lord, I set this. I want to see myself manifest greatness. So that when people are saying it's a year of greatness, you are saying it with revelation. Experience God for yourself. The woman with the issue of blood, Mark 5, said in her heart, if I touch the hem of his garments, there was a desire. And then she set her targets. When I touch, I will be made whole. How would she know that that Jesus is a healer if she did not try to experience it? The Bible says she had been hearing We've been hearing of all that he does. She had been hearing, she had heard that this Jesus heals. She didn't run along just saying what others have said. She set her heart to experience it for herself. At that point, when she starts talking about him as a healer, you will hear it differently from her lips. When men minister from revelation, It pierces the heart of the person they are talking to. Because they are not just talking on a superficial level. There is a depth. The Bible says, deep call it unto deep. Your heart will be speaking to another man's heart. It's important that we experience greater works. Push for it. If you don't push, you cannot have it. You don't set out targets. Say, oh Lord, I will be healed. I love the testimony of our sister when she got healed of the lump. She said she prayed a prayer. He said, God, people have been testifying about healing. That's how to talk to God. I tell them all the time, listen, God is not angry when you talk to him that way. You're not being rude. You are pushing. We're not saying insult the Lord. No, you you can't. But rather, press for it. Let the desire come from your heart. You know, so that, that you speak in a very calm and fine way. It, that, it's, 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 I don't know. It's not, it, it's not a guarantee for anything. The Bible talks about the endless heartfelt prayer. Endless heartfelt prayer for me is being real with God. Come out and be frank with Him. Lord, you have been healing people. And my leg is still swollen. 
why won't you heal me too? Heal me. So I can announce to the world you are a healer. When you pray that way, setting your heart to receive just as you have heard that he has been giving to others, then you will have a miracle that you can talk about. If you keep talking like God can do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it, anyhow he wants to do it, you will stay in trouble for a long time. As a matter of fact, we will be going great and you are still in good. Because you have not seized it by faith. You have not taken it violently. Violence is not fighting people physically. It's fighting to take your rightful possessions. Whatever belongs to you, take it by force. The healing that is yours, you say, I'm not living here, I'm going to go here healed. Prosperity, no, I'm not going to die broke. This year is a year of greatness. I manifest greatness. See, you make up your minds that you will do greater works. I will be a blessing. If from, you know, years before now, you've always been the one they've given to. You, you get angry. Will I die a receiver? When will I give? When will I put people on scholarship? When will I give to my younger ones? I've been collecting for many years. Lord, today I stand as a giver. I'm going to be a blessing. You don't push. You cannot have it. That's what faith is for. That you will apply it in your life and the circumstances around you and see results. And you refuse to give up. What's your assurance? There is a word over my life. Hallelujah. That word is there. Oh, the Bible says it will not return void. As long as the word has been released concerning you. You're not asking for greatness that was not given to you. You are not robbing God. He gave it to you freely. He said, I'll make you great. I'll make your name great. Through you, all the nations of the earth will be great. He said, Pastor, that's Abraham. No, he said, we are partakers through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That word spoken to Abraham, that blessing released upon him, I'm a partaker of it through Jesus Christ. As long as you are connected to Christ, you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are qualified for greatness. But don't just stop at knowing that you are qualified. Do things that help you manifest the greatness. Step out and do greater works. Take up challenges that are beyond you. How else can you know that God will show up? If you are, you know, you keep doing things that are within your comfort zone. How will you know that God can show himself mighty on your behalf? Imagine Abraham quarreled with God because God said, sacrifice Isaac. Just imagine. Abraham said, you are a wicked God. How can you tell me to give Isaac? The only child I have. After all I've been through. But Abraham obeyed. Trusting in this God that he had come to serve. And went as far as lifting up his hands to strike Isaac. Even God had another revelation of Abraham. (laughs) even God increases in knowledge how much more man 
He said, Kai, now I know. Can God say of us, now I know? Is it like he didn't know before? No, God is waiting for you to dare him. Take a step. God is waiting for you to ask for something that is unthinkable. Something that is bigger than you. So that he can say, now I know she understands greatness. Now I know he understands what it means to be a blessing. If you don't take such steps, you don't push to see the word of God manifest in your life. You can live forever and not have great experiences. They that know their God will do exploits. Give attention to knowing God. Study the word and then apply it. Study and apply. That's how you know your God. Not just that you heard. The experiential knowledge we are talking about is applying what you have heard. You are studying and you are applying. You are studying and you are applying. I heard a great man of God, a blessed man of God, make a statement. He said, he was reading the scripture. Kai, I was blessed. And then he saw from scriptures where the people gathered together and they prayed. And the house where they prayed was shaking. He said, and I desired that to happen for me. He said, I closed my Bible and I knelt down and I said, Lord, let the house where I pray shake. <laughs> what would the shaking of the house do for him, you might ask? It was not just about the house shaking. It's not that it will do anything. It's to know that whatever he sees, he can replicate. That's how you push. He prayed that prayer. He said, Lord, let the house where I pray shake. And he began to pray that day. Brethren, the testimony had it that there was like a light earthquake in that area. The place shook. People came and were asking whether anything happened. He said nothing. He smiled knowing what had happened. Yes. Just as he shook in that time, he can shake today. And then he continued reading the Bible. Read and see where God caused things to multiply and say, Lord, let this food in my hand multiply. Don't just read it as a story. He said, greater works shall you do. Okay, let's look at that scripture. John chapter 16. Quickly, let's look at that scripture for ourselves. John 14 verse 12. John 14 verse 12. Let's read it quickly. John 14, 12. Are you there? Verily, verily, I say unto you. Can we read it together? I want to go. Verily, verily, I say unto you. He that, I like that. The works that shall he and ha. How many of you have seen this scripture before? I know you have. He said, verily I say unto you, he that believes. Okay, if you believe in Jesus Christ, let me see you wave your hands this morning. Look at them. Look at, look at them. There are so many. This is a license to greater works. He said, he that believes on me, the works that I do, he started from there. The one that you read and saw, go and do it first. Then he said, you can even do more than that. You know, I see church people just celebrate the word, but don't take out time to practice. This thing now, like, Kai, 
greater works. Kai. What would Kai do? You say you will do greater works. Whoa. Amen. And that woe ends just at the door. You are excited. And you are not going out to sit down. Meditating on what you have heard. Say, this business will manifest greatness. You are not taking that step in your family. To say, no, I'm going to do this one. Even when it doesn't look like it will work. But you are stepping out because there is a word over your life. That greater things shall you do. When you step out, that's you walking by faith. Saying, I believe the word. How else do you believe? By acting on it. If you believe a thing, you act on it. We always teach. It's just like giving. What makes a man give? Is that he believes that God will give back to him. What makes a man hold back? He believes that if he releases it, it has finished. Your actions are the things that show what you believe. If you're still careful about, about the business, you're still careful about how, how you are, you know, distributing your resources in 2018, it's showing us whether you believe greatness or not. What steps are you taking? Manifesting greatness, is it for keeps? Or so that you can express it to the world? Look at the scriptures. He said, if you believe, you will do the same things Jesus did. And you will do greater things. God is looking for men that will see what he did in scripture and go and try it out. You see that you can heal the sick and you go and look for the sick. Is there any sick person here? Is there any sick person here? I want to heal them. Someone might call you crazy. But as you keep doing it, you will see that that thing that God has said is manifesting in your life. Let's rise up to do greater works. Let's manifest greatness by doing greater works in our communities. By doing greater works in our families. By doing greater works in, on our jobs, in our offices. If you believe what has been said concerning you, you will allow it manifest. As long as you have believed, you have a right to greatness. It's important. It's important that you push Push until you manifest. Push until you see greatness manifest. Help me tell your neighbor, push. No, I don't like that push. Didn't sound like a push. Say to your neighbor, push until greatness manifests. Turn to the other neighbor for me. Please say push until greatness manifests. It doesn't matter who you are, push. As a student, push. You know, as a student then, there was a scripture I came across that said, the Holy Ghost will remind you of all things. When I saw that scripture as a student, I rejoiced. Because it meant that I had an advantage. And did I use it? Boy, I used it. Every time I will remind the Lord that the Holy Ghost will teach me and remind me of all things. And I remember the first professional exam I wrote. I've shared this testimony time and time again. I'd just gotten saved. And I was preparing for my exams. And I got into the hall. They gave us five answer booklets. You know how when your lecturer drops it like you will see something today. Boom! 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 
five booklets. And the first thing that came to my heart was fear. What will I write in five booklets? People write exam with one booklet. And they, they just keep the five on your table. Boom! Wow! And then the question paper came in A6 size. It wasn't an A4 self. Not even A5. A6 and five booklets. You know that like they meant to deal with you. One question per booklet. And I have a tiny writing. So I began to wonder what I will write that will fill five booklets. Until they said, turn over the page, um, the question paper. But then I turned and I glanced at question one. No idea. Question two. No idea. There were six questions to answer five. Question three, four, five, six. Brethren, no idea. It was like, I'm finished. I'm finished here. But thank God, I'd come to the place where I'd known my God. Hallelujah. I just turned the question paper over. I put my head on the table and began to pray in other tongues. My lecturer came and tapped me thinking I was sleeping. I said, I'm not sleeping, sir. I'm okay. And uh, he left. I continued. I prayed in tongues. Because what am I looking at? I, I can't dub. I can't jump around. I'd better search answers from the one that will show me. I prayed in tongues. I'm prayed in tongues. I'm prayed in tongues. While I was praying, I heard in my heart, question one. They asked us about oxygen, I think. But what was taught in class was carbon dioxide, the processes. And the answer that came to my heart was, Opposite of all you know, write it down. I'm like, opposite. Okay. I have nothing to lose. It's not like I know oxygen in the first place. People major in exams, so you can as well just major your way through. At least you feel something. So I turn and I start writing. Opposite. And I wrote and wrote until I put my last full stop. You know the greatest thing that happened? As I dropped the last full stop on that question, my head opened to question two. I wrote until I answered five questions by the Spirit. Five! But you know how these things can be. You are still not so sure. But that was a time where I said, Lord, the Holy Ghost will teach me all things. And I began to pray in tongues. And boy, He did. But it's not like I'd so known the Holy Ghost. It wasn't long I got saved. So, but I'd written. As I came out of the exam, I wasn't talking to nobody. Don't ask me what I wrote. Because I don't even know. But you know how these things are? Your ear is listening to what others wrote. You know, so I was just packing my bag on the corridor and paying attention to what they're saying. They wrote in number one. They wrote, I was sounding like what I wrote. I just didn't say anything to anybody. I packed my things and just quietly went back to the room. And I prayed again, Lord, I'm committing this exam to you. When results flashed, even people that were sure didn't have their names like the way my name appeared. I didn't need to receive it firsthand. And I wondered at what God did. But you know, forever I know that the Holy Ghost can teach us. You can't take it away from me. I've experienced it. That's what we're talking about. You need to experience things. Once you experience it, no one can take it from you. Not even what they want to say on Facebook. Imagine how, what I've experienced from Titan. 
Then one person will just wake up and say what he wants to say. You don't know anything. You can't take from me what I've experienced from God. I have experiences. I know what my giving has done. Then you wake up one day and say, giving the, you don't have to give. You, don't have, you, have, you, you have said your own. You can say it because you have not experienced it. I challenge you to go and experience it. Then your confession about it will change. Don't start fighting to teach people what you have not experienced. I tell the Lord all the time. My best messages are experiential. I tell, if you will not show me, I won't teach it. I, I must teach what I've experienced. I can't tell of a God I don't know. I, I, I can't, how will I explain it? No example to share. Do I come and keep sharing other people's testimonies? Oh, one man said, one woman said, when will I say, Lord, it happened to me? And I tell God that when I pray. Like, no, it has to happen to me. So that when I stand, I can tell them it happened to me. Amen. And when you teach from experience, it's deep. So you must experience greatness. I challenge you this morning to experience greatness. Let it not just be a thought or a thought. Let it be an experience. That 2018, you manifested greatness. You saw your company explode. You saw your family grow. You saw things come together. Your life became great. And you became a blessing in 2018. You can have examples to show for it. Let's set our hearts to believe God for the best. Believe God that this year will be unique for you. There are many of you graduating this morning. The same thing goes. You've been taught in class 1 this, class 2, class 3. Ha! It's not a time to fill you with knowledge that perfect up. But knowledge that you will step out to experience for yourself. Knowledge you will step out. That, you know, sometimes people wonder why I love to take the Holy Ghost class. You have heard one reason. I have so experienced this Holy Ghost that, man, I will teach it forever. I've experienced the Holy Ghost is in marriage. I've experienced him as a student. I experienced him when I walked. I'm experiencing him even in pastoring. You can't take it from me. It's a knowledge I've experienced for myself. So, you step out there and push. Push. I'd I'll, I'll like to read one more scripture before we... We close. Let's look at um, Matthew fourteen twenty eight. I want to show you something. Matthew fourteen twenty eight. Somebody getting blessed this morning. Matthew fourteen twenty eight. This is a story of Peter and the Lord, but Peter doing what I've asked you to do this morning. The scripture says, and Peter answered him. Okay, let's go, let's read from up, you know, just go like two verses up so that we can have a clearer picture. Okay, fine, this is fine. And when the disciples saw him, that saw Jesus, walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. I like a translation that says a ghost. <laughs> it's a spirit. And they cried out for fear. Imagine even disciples that have been with Jesus so. <laughs> Next verse. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, 
Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Next verse. See what Peter did. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Somebody will say over Sabi Peter. Busy body Peter. You will not just stay now where everybody is. Please, you are allowed to be a busy body in faith. Hallelujah. Let them, let them call you busy body faith man. Yeah. Call me busy body Sandra. Because I want to prove God's word. It's allowed. What has your being come provided for your produced? Every time you want to be, you know, you want to comport yourself. Every time you, you want to comport yourself in church, you don't want to step out, you don't want to practice what you are being taught. How has he helped your destiny? Peter didn't act like others, staying in the boat and shaking. As they were afraid of something that was coming, they heard the voice of the master say, Be not afraid, it is I. That's revelation. Then what did he do? How did he respond? He said, huh, if it's you, if it's you, tell me to come on the same water. He was specific. He didn't just say, let me appear and disappear in front of you. Uh-uh. On this water, tell me to come. And just notice that Peter did not just come out. If it's you, I'm coming to meet you. Because he knew that miracles hinge on the word. He said, tell me to come. Because when he speaks, ability to do comes. Tell me to come. If he knew God will, you know, Jesus, it was Jesus, he could just come out and go. But he said, tell me so that I know what I'm holding on to. You told me to come or it's you that told me to come. Tell me to come. Listen, God has told you it's your year of greatness. And Jesus answered and said to him, come. Give me the next verse. And he said, come. Simple. Tell me to come. And Jesus said what? Come. And Peter did not go arguing. Are you sure? Are you sure? You know how children behave? As a child, if I keep uh, um, Boma um, Kalio on this table, I said, jump, 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 Bomi, she will just fly. Imagine her father is here, say, Boma, jump, jump, she will just jump and die. Give Boma five years from now. Maybe when Boma is ten or twelve, you keep Boma. Boma, jump! <laughs> Daddy, go, chief, let me come down by myself. Hey, they don't trust anymore. That's why the scripture says, you must have a heart like a child. Trust him without questioning. When he says jump, just jump. You're not, you're not afraid. Why will he step aside? You know how you start thinking as you are growing older. I don't know whether age is a problem. As we age, in our mind we are getting wiser. And being more foolish before the Lord. That's what it is. Because now you think you are smarter than God. God says jump. He says step aside please. I will come down by myself. Don't be angry. I'm too big for you to catch me. The one that created you suddenly cannot catch you anymore. 
You know, I wonder when children say, eh, that my mother is a witch. I've heard people talk like that. And sometimes I shake my head. Well, there might be, there are a few of them that are witches, but there, there are quite a lot of them that are just being accused for nothing. That my mother is wicked. She does not want my progress. And I always ask, and she allowed you to be alive till now. That time you were a tiny little thing that if she just closes from your nose, you are gone. She didn't close the nose for you to die. She did not just sit on your face and you suffocate. Have you not heard that they breastfeed and children suffocate? She did not allow you to suffocate from breastfeeding. Or allow the milk you are drinking choke you. Nurse you through. You are now 14, 15, 18, 21. She has been cleaning your nose, baiting you, keeping you. Then suddenly she wants to kill you. You're a foolish person. I'm sorry. But truly, that's what it is. Because you know, sometimes people don't even think. Come on. It would have been easier to kill you then. And people will not ask questions. You just call it neonatal something. Or complications after birth. And they will even cry with her. And it's over. Another child will come. It's people that will be comforting her. Don't worry. Another child will come. They imagine she has suffered and taken you through everything. Then suddenly, she now wants to kill you now. Haba. If there's a woman like that, then she's the foolish person. You advise her, kill the child earlier. And save yourself the stress of baiting them and nursing them in the cold. And caring for them when they have malaria. Save yourself that headache. I don't see any reason. Why I go through the trouble I've gone through raising my kids that I now want to kill Joshua or Daniel when they are 18 years old. Madness. Really. Hallelujah. Back to Peter's story. He said, come. The Bible said, and when Peter was come out of the sheep, what did he do? What did he do? Many people talk about Peter sinking, but don't forget he first walked. And in his history is that he walked on water. He has it to his name. He walked on water. So when they say, can human beings walk on water? If Peter is there and you are arguing, such things are not possible. He will defend it. I walked on water. Because he experienced it for himself. You too can experience everything written in scripture. To the point of walking on water. Hallelujah. Let me tell you one of the things I believe for in this life. Maybe I shouldn't, but... I'm afraid that one day... I'll be preaching. And I will preach and preach and walk and walk out of the pavement and walk back. Let me mention it now. I might never say it again. Yeah, that crazy, right? What do you want that for? I just want it. I just want to be ministering, ministering and charging and you know, and then I will now walk like this and walk and walk and come back. Then you, you will be like, wow! Then I say, yeah, you know, the, the interesting thing is how you will tell this story. You no, know, I, I was not even conscious of that. You know, when you start talking about it. <laughs> but I've been in faith for many years. But when it will manifest, you'll now be saying, Pastor, did you not realize you walked off the platform? Like, really? <laughs> it will be a wow to you. 
but it will be satisfaction to my soul. Desire fulfilled. So believe for your own. Maybe you will float up. No wahala. Such things are possible. Hallelujah. Philip appeared and disappeared. It's not what kind. Oh, hallelujah. You know, every time they say somebody appeared, the first thing you think is winch. Say be winch. You seem to have forgotten who introduced it. We have allowed the world to take the experiences we are supposed to be having. We've given it to them. The same way Adam gave to the devil the right to own all things. We are still doing the same. Allowing the world to take it. They are the ones that can appear and disappear. They tell you that somebody they saw now, now. They saw the person in Abuja again. He said, now winch. Can't you say, is he a child of God? That means he was transported by the Spirit of God. But such things happened in scriptures. He said, these things that I do, you shall do. And greater things. Many of us are only believing God. That you will eat three square meals. What is that to Jesus? When he fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread. You can do much more than that. Hallelujah. Let's set our heart and push this morning. That we will manifest greatness in all our endeavors. 2018 will not end on me. And I will not have great testimonies to share. I will do greater works. I will experience greatness on every side. Set your heart that way. Then you will see greatness manifesting in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, I'll give you a few minutes to pray and talk to God. Concerning your desire of greatness. What are the areas you want to see greatness manifest? Act like Peter. I've just shown you the word. He says that you can do exploits. He said you can do greater things. He says there's manifestation of greatness. Just as Peter heard, he said, Lord, if it's true, then bid me to come. This morning you will say, Father, if you have promised greatness for real, then I manifest greatness. And be specific in the areas. Bow your heads and pray this morning. Make sure you are not living here the same way you came. You are going back to walk greatness. To manifest greater works in your life. You are going back to that office on Monday. And something better is going to happen. You are going back to that family. And you will speak forth words that will produce better results. Open your mouth and talk to your father this morning. Lord, this is me knowing you for myself. Beyond the spoken words, I ask for experiences. Beyond what I have heard, oh God, I ask for experiences for myself. I live here with an experience this morning. Lift up your voices and talk to him right now. Everywhere, everyone, don't be left out. Talk to him this morning that there will be manifestations of greatness in your life, in your businesses, in your academics, 
Whoever you are, whatever you are doing, you have a right to greatness. An opportunity to greatness. Lift up your voices and talk to your heavenly father. We call him father. Why not experience him as your father? We call him provider. Why not experience him as your provider this morning? Whatever your heart longs for, pray and say, Lord, that I may know you today as the one that cleanses, as the one that forgives, as the one that restores, as the one that compensates. Lord, I want to know you for myself. I push this morning. I refuse to be quiet. I refuse to be satisfied with where I am. I push for greater works. Thank you, my Father and King. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Can I hear a louder? Amen. I want to pray for a group of people this morning. We read from the book of Daniel. And scripture said, They that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. John talked about it in another way. He said, If you believe in me, you will do the works that I do. On both sides, there is that relationship with God. There is no manifestation of greatness without knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're here this morning... And you have not known him as your Lord. That's where it starts from. I want to pray with you this morning. I know a whole lot of us have known Jesus. But there are still people in our midst that have not experienced him as their Lord. If you want to experience Jesus, like many of us have, as Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you this morning. Please raise your right hand wherever you are sitting. If I see that hand, I will pray for you this morning. Anyone that wants to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want to pray for you this morning. You have not yet known him as your Lord and Savior. And you want to know him today. Is there anyone in our midst that doesn't know him yet as their Lord and Savior? I will pray for you this morning and that will be a starting point for you. Anybody like that? If I see your hands, then I will pray. Is there anybody like that? Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you all the praise. Thank you for the life of everyone here present. Thank you for the words that have been spoken. Lord, we live here with these truths. And Lord, we go to push and manifest greatness in our lives in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for you have begun a good work. Lord, I know that you will bring it to a perfect end. Let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Can we say louder, amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Oh